from the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athletes. And we're back. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, Episode 6. We are joined by by the man himself, uh, Rafa C., Mr. Papa Sakaritis. Coach, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing today, Coach? I'm, uh, I don't know, man. I'm feeling like I didn't dress up, man. You got no cap. You went like you're letting the full hair flow down, and I'm just kind of here. I don't know, man. I don't feel feeling a little insufficient, man. So, uh, so anyway, we didn't come here to talk about grooming standards. Uh, so day one in the books, uh, first day of state championship week. They're at uh, they're in Georgetown at Brucklebach Field. Uh, so we're going to do our 4A wrap-up. We're going to look at our four matches here. Uh, initial thoughts before we dive into specific matches. Uh, interesting matchups. You know, we had a couple, you know, the two favorites, one of them the defending champs and one that's been been balling, you know, with a bunch of goals in the playoffs. And and then one that took down a, a state finalist from last year and, and an unknown, unknown from East Texas, you know, that, making its first appearance so it, it set up a good scenario so that's for the girls side you know you know we weren't sure what what to expect and the same thing with the boys side you can say we have the the defending champs again and and a couple upstarts coming you know into the state tournament and it was, like i said it was going to be a great first day of soccer yeah, and one real quick note is shout out to our uh, to our proud partners, College Promoters USA. We're powered by College Promoters USA. So again, for those of you not familiar with College Promoters USA, they are America's premier college prep program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997. Those of you in San Antonio, Austin area, Central Texas, South Central Texas area, you can find them here locally in San Antonio in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. You can also find them on social media at, on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. You can also get more information on them and see what they're about on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. So, yeah, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there as far as kind of interesting how were teams, how were certain teams going to, to match up. Very strong names. We knew it was going to be – you know, you, you look at game one there in uh, Salina and Bernie. Salina comes in 27-1-1 on the season. Bernie 23-5. and Salina district champion. Bernie, a runner-up, uh, doesn't win their first – doesn't win the uh, their district title for the first time in a while. So, I don't know. There was, I guess, dare I say, a lot of naysayers or people that weren't quite believing in them 
to get to this point. So, but you know, we talk about pedigree, right? We talk about name, we talk about culture. So uh, this was a great matchup to watch. Um, so initial thoughts, uh, this one plays out, obviously, final score being Salina three, Bernie, uh, Bernie nil. Uh, but in that process, um, it was it was interesting in terms of how it played out because Salina clearly, uh, clearly had kind of had had the upper hand. Uh, Bernie did have some chances, uh, but Salina just Salina that Salina attack had uh, the uh, Bernie goalkeeper Kinsley Sawyer under you know peppered her with obviously significant amount of shots so much so so shout out to Kinsley setting the new uh, UIL state uh, for new UIL, new UIL record for by a goalkeeper for saves in a state tournament game with twelve. Who she uh, previous record was ten, so she um, had twelve saves on the on the day, and so that tells part of the story, right? Uh, in terms of not an indictment on Bernie's defense, but more so of just the overwhelming uh, power, I guess, of the Salina attack. And you know they've been kind of in in the mix. They've been you know they they were trying to break through past this point, so now they've. They've kind of blown past where they stopped last year when they ran into Midlothian in the state semifinal. Um, what are your thoughts on this match? Well, man, you got to give credit to um, to Kinsley Sawyer. Only a freshman. <laughs> That's the scary part there. Only a freshman mm -hmm. uh, to have 12 saves. You know, the freshman that have 12 saves in a, in a state final four, you know, that says something there. And, you know, I'm, hope, I'm sure the college scouts are already looking, <laughs> taking a look at her, you yeah. know, for the next couple of years. And, and Bernie, like I said, Bernie, like I can say, I think Bernie knew they were they were the underdog, and they were just gonna go in with no fear. And and like I said, the pressure wasn't really on them; it was more on Salina. Can Salina deliver through? Because, like I said, they've been buzzing through through games, and like I said, this was 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 gonna be a like a test, and you know. You got to give kudos to Bernie, and like I said, it, it, it wasn't always a, even though it was a 3-0 game, you know, Bernie gave it its all, and like I said, they had their chances. And what to say if they get one of those chances, that could have changed the momentum of the game and even the outcome of the game, you know, because right. like I said, Bernie Bernie's got the tradition with the soccer. They finally got back into the state tournament for the girls' side, and uh, but you know, kudos to the coach Leach and and their and the staff and. And the team, man, I'm sure they're going to be back next year because they bring in about a lot, of, a lot of players back. So, so keep an eye out for them. And like I said, kudos to Salina, and let's see if they're going to they can, they'll finish it off on, on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, you know the interesting thing too with with Salina is how they can beat how they can beat you with obviously just multiple players with I mean tons of goals on the season, obviously, um, but. You know they they're you know one one of their you know their standout player Texas Tech commit uh, Taylor Taylor Z uh, out of respect for her I won't attempt to butcher her last name but you know she was they were talking about I was hearing on the broadcast where they were talking about how she was just not quite on you know today uh, and yet she still had a goal and uh, and they had two other goal scorers three different you know from three different uh. A, three different players that also had the assists on, on those goals. So that should tell you how well balanced uh, Salina is as well. So um, 
The other, you know, other interesting note, not taking anything away from Salina, because clearly we've talked about just the, the incredible firepower they have and how they, they can score quickly, they can score in bunches, and they score often. Um, but also the fact that uh, Bernie, so Bernie was, Bernie was missing their top, uh, their top, their leading, their, their leading goal scorer who had to sit out because of, um, you know, because of, uh, you know, uh, caution, you know, two cautions, unfortunate in that regional regional final versus Cal Allen. Um, I know you and I, we've had that conversation a good bit as far as um, being able to adjust that the rules uh, in terms of UIL when it comes to cards. What are your thoughts on that? I think they should for the state final. I, I, I think I think if, if it's two yellows, I think it should be a clean slate. Now, if it's a straight red, maybe it's something like a violent straight red, then, yeah, they do they do need to sit out. But I think for two yellows, you know, or that card, a yellow accumulation, you know, they should have a clean slate. They do it, they do it in the Champions League when they go to the second round. So I think they should do the same thing for this because you don't want the players, like I said, this – it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to play in a state tournament, and you never know you'll get another chance. And mm-hmm. I think for her to, you know, to miss out, you know, and not only hurt, you know, it, it kind of hurt, you know, you know, not say it hurt her team, but you know, who's to say, you know, her presence could have made a difference in, oh, in yeah. the game. Yeah, you know, and you know, the it, the game could have been a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of the result would have been a lot different, you know, if let's say she got got on it and so forth. So maybe that's something, like I said, the UIL does need to look at for next year. It's like, you know, if it's, it's just yellow card accumulation. You need to just go ahead and give them a clean slate. But if it's a red card, you know, like a straight red for about, you know, then go ahead and have them sit out. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, just just unfortunate. Unfortunate for that young lady. Unfortunate for Bernie because you, you want all these teams um, – I mean, the same thing goes with injuries, right? You just you want these teams to be um, kind of firing on all cylinders, having all their personnel uh, for the best matchups, right? The best because I think this is where this is where everyone wins, you know, in terms of in the spirit of competition at this, you know, at this level, uh, but also for you know for the fans, for the supporters, for the families. So yeah, yeah, no doubt. But um, so congratulations uh, to the Salina Bobcats. They will advance to. To play in tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's tomorrow's state final versus the winner of our next match, which which we will discuss. But I think uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that as you and I had discussed already, um, we'll be hearing from uh, from the Greyhounds from from Bernie again because they are only graduating two seniors, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so a lot more to come from them uh, next year in the future. They're still growing, they're still learning, so they'll definitely have a say. They'll definitely have a say in in a mat in the matter next year as well. So obviously districts will look different, but uh, but we talk about that pedigree, we talk about that um, that culture and that commitment to excellence. So yeah, uh, no doubt we'll be hearing from uh, from the Greyhounds again. So congratulations to Bernie on a great great season as well. So all right, coach. So we talked about the winner, Salina. They will advance to play the winner of our next match here, which we discussed. So the 130, uh, 138, 130 p.m. I should say, girls match between Midlothian, Midlothian Heritage, and Lumberton. Uh, this was an interesting one for a number of reasons. You know, Midlothian Heritage wins it. Final score of four to one. 
Um, but what were your uh, initial thoughts on this one? Yeah, just kind of getting the early reports of the game, like some tweets. Uh, Lumberton led the game, <laughs> which is a sh- was a shock because you know Lothian Heritage was a, is the defending state champion. They, you know, they brought a lot, bring a lot to the table in, in this game and so forth. And for Lumberton, like I said, the first ever trip to the to to this uh, Final Four. You know, it's a good you know to have the leave on the state champ. It's a good confidence booster, but um, I think when it comes down to this game, it's you know, and you've mentioned this before, it comes down to coaching. Who has the best coaching? Who can make the right tactical changes in the games, and to you know do do what they need to do, you know, or within the game itself, even after halftime, you know, or even at during the during the games, so. And that's what it came down to as far as the result of this game. Yeah. You know, from my perspective, I got, you know, in kind of coming in and out, being able to watch some of this one, covering it, and again, reports as well, talking with people there on site. Um, what we were what we were witnessing, what we were seeing there was it was essentially a tale. Um, it was a tale of two halves, right? So first half, you know, Lumberton takes an early lead and uh, leads at the half. And then all of a sudden, you, you talked about that piece in terms of Coach Slav, right, Co- coaching for Midlothian Heritage, having been there before, right, having been in this exact situation last year, having made that trip, and all the way through experiencing these tough matchups, all the way to a state last year, state title. So, you know, and, and Midlothian, you had the, you got the impression when I was watching it, too, that Midlothian Heritage was, you know, the Jaguars weren't, they weren't rattled, you know, they were little... A little frustrated things weren't coming as easy as simple, but that was also a very good Lumberton, you know, Lady Raider squad. Um, so that's not taking anything away from them. But, you know, they come out, start the second half, and I want to say within uh, 22 seconds, um, you have to check, we'll have to check the timestamp on that, but I think it was within 22 seconds, they immediately, uh, Heritage gets a goal r- right out of the gate. Um, and then so... And that was from Jules Burroughs. Jules Burroughs then comes back within five minutes later. You know, she bags a second one. And that leverage you know, or that momentum, I should say, had just completely swung the other way. You know, you start seeing it in the body language from, from Midlothian Heritage as well as uh, Lumberton. And, um, and then they were able to, you know, third one, they were able to strike, strike again, uh, little later in the half and then they get a fourth one that i think officially goes down as an own goal but you know jules jules burrows from midlothian heritage she just really just in in many ways took command of that match but also you know uh one other well two other players really that we i think very important to recognize in term of in terms of this game but also a group was uh paisley paisley mabra and uh, the back line from the back line of Midlothian Heritage and uh, Tanner Sorensen, goalkeeper uh, for Midlothian. That that defense from Midlothian is just is very very stingy, very organized. You know, you talk about Jolie Godfrey there as well. Um, I know I'm not covering all of their all of their defensive players, but that back line is very organized, very good. Uh, you know, Paisley had a uh, was essentially was a game saving play, game saving tack or uh, goal saving, I should say, tackle uh, as well, and uh, so they were able to organize. I think more of the shock initially was 
Um, no disrespect to Lumberton, but then being able to get that lead quickly on a defense as good as Midlothian's and, and then Midlothian and they, they adjusted and they responded. Um, so I think that was really the big thing. And then second half, especially those last, I'd say about 25 minutes, you know, Midlothian just completely breaks it open takes control. Um, uh, and you could just tell it was that, um, uh, it was kind of that shock factor in terms of Lumberton. Yeah, that you know, so when it comes to, I guess, like I said, experience, and I guess the team experience, the scary part of this is most of this Lothian Heritage team are underclassmen, especially that defense and the goalkeeping. Yeah. You know, so they're going to be good again next for next year. And but you know, kudos to the coaches, coaching staff. You know, you know they made the right tactical changes in the in the second half, and I guess they they must have saw something. That they were able to exploit within 22 seconds of it, and I think I think it, you know for Lumberton that's never been kind of never been there, you know I you know had it been there maybe the other way around let's say Lumberton scored on Melothian, I think Melothian would have been would have been able to settle down because like I said we've been they've they've been there, okay no biggie they scored on us let's just get back on track. This on the hand because this is the first time being in this, you know being on this stage, you know. They didn't know how to, uh, to, you know, to react to this. You know, you know. Okay, are we fine? Are we fine? Can we still? Okay, let's absorb this. We can still win this game, or you know, was doubt put on their mind after this right. goal? And then it showed. And like I said, the experience pulled up, pulled everything off for them, for Midlothian Heritage, and they end up getting the win. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, congratulations. Obviously, congratulations to uh, to uh, Lumber the Lumberton Raiders. Uh, great season, um, great season. And I know they they were they managed to pull pull off some some eye openers along the way. And uh, you know, they just went on a tremendous run. And uh, they just happened to draw the, uh, the the defending state champions here. And they still put forth you know a serious fight, especially mm-hmm. in that second half. I think it got a lot of people by surprise. So, you know, congratulations to them on uh, making a great run and qualifying, making it to the uh, the state tournament. So now that sets up a matchup between uh, kind of the one I know in our conversations, you and I, this was kind of the one that I had been discussing with you. I had been eyeballing and um, I had the impression, I'm not the only one, obviously, but I had the impression that these two teams were on this this collision course uh, to meet. Uh, and the way it kind of, and the way it all played out, as far as with the regions too, it's fallen to where they meet here. You know, these two teams, there's a history here. These two teams met here in the state tournament last year in a semifinal, in which obviously Midlothian, Midlothian Heritage prevailed on their on their way to win a state title uh, versus Cal Allen. But now, you know, so a little bit different. You know, you see a Salina team that that is even stronger, that believes in themselves a, a lot more, has set all kinds of scoring records uh, uh, in the 4A classification and in the state, has a multiple, you know, has a, a great uh, standout player and multiple very strong uh, supporting standout players as well. Um, so it'll be Salina for the, uh, for, in the 4A final versus a very strong defending champion, very uh, very good, very stingy, very organized uh, defense in Midlothian, Midlothian Heritage, who are also the defending state champions. Um, what are your thoughts Thoughts on that one? That game is going to be, I think, the one, one everyone's looking forward to. I think 
I think they've circled that for quite a while. You know, they wanted to see, especially for especially like last year, they wanted to they wanted to you know kind of see that, that should have probably been the final, but it wasn't. You know, because of different circumstances. But now they have that. Now it's a really more meaningful game because it's all it's all it's for the title. So I think this game, you know, for Salina, what they've done has been impressive. You know, they've gone just you know have just scored goals by the bunches you know how now are they going to meet their match tomorrow the, the pro- probably you know you know the always the saying goes defense wins championships and Melothian heritage has a stingy defense but you know one thing about this i think salina in order for them to win this game they have to turn into a shootout um you know, a high-scoring game favors them. You know, this it's gets it gets to four, five, six goals. You know, Salina's got the firepower for that. But if it comes down to a drag out, one like a zero zero one zero type of game, or it goes to overtime, it's gonna favor Midlothian because that's just the te- the type of team they are. You know, they find they find a way to win, and but they use the defense to set that up to get to get that win. So. It's going to be a great matchup tomorrow, and you know it's a little shame that they're playing in between a couple semifinals. Right. I, don't think, I think they should have. Sho- I think that needs to be showcased, like in the like an evening, in the, as an evening game. You know, it's, it's only fair for them. Um, you know, let the, let the other semifinals play during the day. Um, but you know, it's going to be a great game, and you know, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give the edge a little bit to Melothian as far as just. They've been there. They got the defense, but like I said, as far as taping this go, it can go either way. It's it's who's gonna do, it's who's gonna who's gonna enforce their will as far as their style of play. Whoever has control of that is gonna win the game. Right. Yeah. It's gonna make for a phenomenal matchup for sure. So uh, that match will take place uh, tomorrow in Georgetown there at Bricklebuck Field at approximately two thirty p.m. Um, well, we'll have to check the forecast on that as well, just to see, Hey, is it going to be hot and muggy or what, you know, what I know we'll look at the forecast for that again as well. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is, this should be every bit of match that's worthy of a state final. So I think, I think I personally think we're in for a classic here. You know, it's just the, you know, we talk about that unstoppable force versus the immovable object, right? That Salina attack. Uh, record-setting attack versus, you know, that Midlothian defense that just, you know, that they're tough, they're gritty, they're organized, they, you know, they work well together, they know, they understand each other, there's a ton of chemistry there. The more you watch them, the more you appreciate it. And uh, and obviously, and they can score, they can finish as well, you know, but, uh, and they're the state champion, right? So Salina, you know, the, that's the one factor, right? We talked about it before is, now they're on the biggest stage on the big stage, right? Is in terms of the state final is hopefully, you know, we're hoping the moment doesn't become too much for them in terms of the jitters and the nerves um, and that they just come to play as well. And uh, yeah, but they're ultimately going to have to take it from the state champion because I promise you, you know, Midlovian is not just going to, you know, Heritage isn't going to just lay down, you know, so I think we'll be in for a classic there. So again, that matchup will take place tomorrow at 2:30 p.m. and that will take that will be as Rafa mentioned uh in between the 5A girls semifinals and the boys 
set of semifinals. So it's kind of sandwiched in there in between. So, and that'll be at approximately 2.30 p.m., depending upon what time those first two matches uh, finish up. So, all right. So we move on to the boys, coach. Uh, <laughs> so the interesting one that was first got a lot of people's attention and then just kind of went off the rails, right? The uh, defending state champion, the other defending state champion here, the Greyhounds, Bernie Greyhounds uh, and Stafford. Um, what were your what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, when I got the tweet about the Stafford taking the the lead, like, oh, what's going on here? Um, I said, hey, maybe Stafford is for. I'm not saying they're not for real, but you know, hey, Stafford may maybe on a mission to to knock off Bernie, and then a couple of tweets later, <laughs> it's halftime, it's two to one, and then I, then I get a couple of other tweets, uh. It's four to one, and then it's six to one, and then I get the seven to one. I was like, "Wow, um, what can you say about Bernie? You know, this is not the first time they've done this. They did this to Progresso. They, like I said, Progresso thought, ah, we got this in the bag, <laughs> and they allowed eight straight goals. I think, I think Taylor, kind of the same thing with Taylor. Taylor got felt the wrath. Um, I mean, I, I mean, this is, if you can't say a team of destiny." I mean, Bernie. Bernie's the team of destiny. I, I, I think they have the soccer gods on their side, and you know, just yeah. nothing phases them. Like, and that's the thing when you're been when you've already won it, and you know, like I said like Coach Strong mentioned it when you've already won it, really nothing does phase you because all right, yeah, they scored in us. Fine, we've been here before. We know what we need to do. You know, no, no biggie, and and that's the attitude that this team has, and I think. And I'm wondering how, you know, they got, you know, Stafford, you know, how do they felt to give up that second goal and praise him. And after that, it just basically fell apart. Yeah. Yeah, and it was late. It was late in the first half too, you know, and they were playing and they were playing incredibly well. And there's, there's something to be said. You've been there before, right? You play, you're playing an extremely good, extremely strong opponent. And you you can make the argument that you've outplayed them for large spurts of a half, and then you go you go into halftime losing. You know that can be that's tough, right? That's got to be tough. Yeah, and, and then and then for them to kind of take it up a notch in the second half to go in a five goal, um, yeah, spurt spurt. You know, um, they they just flex their muscle, and I think I think. You know, uh, you know, not to put Stafford down, they, they probably lost a lot of confidence after after that second goal, right? Going into the halftime, and I think they didn't know how to recover from it, because I said they, they haven't been to this to this point, and you know, and they don't have that experience. But but you know, this is a coachable moment and a teachable moment for them if they do come back next year. Like I say, hey, have have that feeling, you know that hurt feeling. Okay. Now we know what it, what it feels like. You know, we know, we know what we need to do to fix this. So, you know, kudos, like I said, to, to the staff for, for going, making them this far. And like I said, they're going to learn from this and they're going to, like I said, they're one of the top programs for region three. So you're not going to see them go anywhere. So they'll be in, in contention for that, but you know, just kudos. I mean, just Bernie, Bernie's just at another level. I yeah. mean, and as far as whether well, you know, like I said, the the next the next opponent for them, which we will talk about, whether it's Salina or Stephenville, you know, good luck, good luck, because 
It's gonna have, like I said, you're gonna have to really go above and beyond to knock these guys off. Yeah, yeah, they're they are firing on all cylinders. Um, and and Coach Strong said it. I think that with them, the most impressive, the most impressive. Obviously, they're talented, they're skilled, they're mm-hmm. disciplined. But the most impressive, I mean, all of that collectively, what's most impressive about them is just the. Uh, is a mentality, right? It's just they the culture piece. Coach Strong has built a fine-tuned machine there, and they just they can just they. It's almost like they're one minute they're in a game, they kind of lose focus a little bit, and then they regain focus, and they just instantly they can flip a switch, you know. So, um, so yeah, so that's interesting. You know, seven unanswered goals. You know, they they score two. They score two. Um, they score the first one. Uh, to tie it versus Stafford with about halfway through the the first half, even though in large spurts, you can argue Stafford was outplaying them. And then I want to say with maybe about, I want to say six minutes left, if I'm not mistaken, on that one, they get the second goal to take the lead right before the half. And in many ways, it you don't want to maybe say it was demoralizing, but it was ex- made it extremely tough for Stafford. So they, you know, Bernie take, goes in at halftime with the lead, 2-1, and then just comes right back out and just methodically just starts tearing them apart and five more unanswered goals in the second half for a total of seven unanswered goals. So that that score or that match finishes uh, Bernie 7, Stafford 1, uh, but just a tremendous shout-out to, uh, to the Stafford Spartans. Congratulations on a great season. Uh, You've done, made a great run to, and you just again you ran into also a state you know state champion that still has a lot of fight in them. And the interesting thing about today's matches, coach, is we talk about how the on both the girls' side and the boys' side, the mm-hmm. defending state champion that was still obviously here at the state tournament, they both went down early, right? They both went they both went down early. In, and including, we talked about Midlothian her- heritage being down at the half and how they responded, particularly in the second half. It says a lot about, it says a lot about their, right. The, the character, the championship pedigree, the coaching, you know, the, the adjustments, the, the ability to keep the composure and not freak out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, yeah. not, be, not be kind of taken hostage by the, I guess, by the, by the stage, by the, by the moment. So, so yeah, so so uh, Bernie Bernie will advance to the state title game once again, and they will take on the winner of our next match here, which we are about to discuss. So Salina and Stephenville. That this match took place. It was the last match of the evening today. Started at approximately six thirty p.m. there at Brooklebach Field. Stephenville came in twenty-one three and one on the season. So and actually, they came in with identical records. Salina with the exact same record. Um, thoughts thoughts on this one, Coach? Yeah, this was an interesting matchup because you had two teams that weren't really the favorites in the regions. You know, there was a couple other schools that were favorites. I, well, maybe more a little Salina a little bit, but like I know it was Stephenville because you had teams like Argyle and you had Diamond Hill Jarvis, you know, uh, San Alley. You know, Region 1 is loaded as far as 4A soccer Region one is a gauntlet, and somehow, somehow, Stephen Wolf was able to get pulled through and 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 make it make make it here. Salina, like I said, they had a had to contend with a couple East Texas teams. 
you know, like Kilgore, you know, some of the also the, some of the area Dallas teams, like they had to beat a team, uh, the Nevada, Nevada community that they spit the season series right. uh, as part of their district. So it was going to, you know, on paper, look like an even match. Pretty much, probably could say it was going to be an even, evenly matched game, you know, because like I said, both had three losses to, to, to quality teams. So, but I think Salina, like I said, just showed they had a little more um, as far as in this game, you know, jumping on them on a 4 nothing lead <laughs> said something there. And they were able to hang on because, like I said, uh, Stephen Bell did roar back with a couple quick goals, and but they just couldn't get that third goal. To, you know, had they gone the third goal, who knows how this game could have, you would have probably seen like the like the game yesterday, like the Chelsea Chelsea Real Real Madrid game. You know, right. be up a lot, then they give up two goals and losing in overtime. So, but you know, kudos to Celina to get that fifth goal in to, to kind of seal the deal. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. Sure, and that I'm I mean like, this game is I think both teams had to work hard, but I think Celina really had to work hard for this one, and 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 we'll see how much it took out of them because. You know, I'm sure they got a little scared when Steven Will came back into it. And now they have, like I said, they're going to have to face, can they knock off the defense? Here's the thing. Both Salina boys and girls are trying to go for the du- for, for the double. For the double, you know, yeah. Double championship. So, but they got they got to knock off. Both of them have to knock off a defending state champ to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's become an interesting dynamic here, right? So, um so yeah, so the worthy foe, the worthy challenger in Salina versus the two defending state champions. So they're going to make for great matchups. So yeah, the Salina the Salina Stephenville ma- uh, matchup earlier today, earlier tonight was an interesting one because you know Salina goes up two nil, and you just you kind of largely got the impression that not that they were cruising, but that they had it under control. Right, Stephenville was was trying to push push through, trying to break through. Um, but kind of got the impression Salina had, you know, had control. And then it was 2-0 two, two early in the second half. And then Salina adds, puts two more on them quickly in about a five, six-minute span. And next thing you know, it's 4-0. 4-0. Uh, and then Stephenville jumps, bounces right back, gets bags two. It's now 4-2 to with about 10, 11 minutes to go. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, everyone it gets everyone's attention again, right? And then inside of the final, uh, inside of the final four minutes, uh, Salina is able to bag the fifth, uh, the fifth goal to put it away, um, and just ice it at that point. So, so the final score. This one ends Salina five, Stephenville two, which leads us to our. Our four A boys state final, which will now this one, unlike the girls, which is tomorrow, the boys four A final will will not be played until Friday. So these two these teams will get a they basically get a day of recovery there in between, and this matchup will take place just like just like the girls tomorrow. Uh, the boy the boys four A final will take place on Friday at two thirty p.m. Uh, and again, that will feature the defending state champion in uh, in the Bernie Greyhounds, who will come in at twenty six two and one versus the Salina Bobcats, who will be coming in at twenty two three and one on the uh, on the season. Um, and uh, yeah, I think should make for uh, should make for a great matchup. I think 
But again, that match will be Friday, 2.30 p.m., and it'll be sandwiched in between the 6A girls semifinals, the, the set of semifinals, and the boys set of semifinals. So, um, so yeah, something important to remember. So, all right. Well, you know, that's that's a quick look at today. And uh, that'll take us, lead us into tomorrow. So in addition to the uh, the uh, the 4A girls final that we mentioned, that'll take place tomorrow between Salina and Midlothian Heritage. Uh, starting off the day tomorrow, we will kick off the day with our, our 5A girls who will start us off uh, with our first match at 9.30 a.m. between Magnolia and Frisco Wakeland, followed by the second girls 5A girls semifinal matchup slated for approximately 12 p.m between grapevine and bernie champion so uh, then again we'll have the uh the 4a girls final there after after those two and then after the girls 4a final we'll have the uh the evening matches with at approximately 5 p.m you'll have the uh, dripping springs boys versus katie jordan and then at approximately 7 30 p.m fort worth trimble tech the people that the fort worth isd school that's gotten a lot of people's attention uh, versus the power, right? The kind of the the reigning dynasty there, if you will, so to speak, in Frisco Wakeland. Um, so all great matches. Again, these times are all approximate, uh, always subject to change. But um, one interesting note on to on today, coach, is that not a single, you know, knock on wood. Hopefully, I don't know. Some people feel differently about it, but um, not a single overtime, and obviously, no uh, no matches going to penalties. Uh, which which could be different tomorrow. I think there could be a couple games, you know, just looking at the matchups tomorrow, you know, you know, Grapevine and Bernie Champion is going to be a great one. That I could see that one going to extra time. Um, same thing with the the Dripping Strings and Katie Jordan, you know. Those are, you know, Katie Jordan may be kind of like the new kid on the block, but they, they've run through a gauntlet of really tough bridging three teams that right, you, can, right. you can't discount, you know. Yeah. And then that Cinderella Triple Tech, Triple Tech team that no one's been, no one's talked about all season. This is this is a David and Goliath game, right. you know. With, you know, will can you know Triple Tech knock off the dynasty, you know, and and, and then take on to you know going going to the next game and so forth. So that's it's it's a like a lot of, like I said it's an interesting mat a lot of interesting matchups and even like I said the other one was a good another one's going to be the group Magnolia girls. Like yeah. We had a lot of great things to say about them and they got a tough one too with the frequent with the Frisco Wakeland. So your Houston Dallas matchup right there. Yeah. So so pretty interesting matchups here. But like I said, you guys a couple of perennial powers that have been there and done that. You know, are they you know are they really, are they going to step up again, or are they going to usher in new 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 uh, new you know new new traditions, new powers when it comes to this high school soccer scene? Yeah, yeah, I've been pretty I've been pretty big on Magnolia throughout the year, especially as you started seeing them and progressing in district, and you kind of started seeing them their identity really take hold in their district. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, Frisco Wakeland has the name, and obviously they have lots of firepower and highly skilled, you know, highly skilled uh, athletes. But uh, yeah, I think um, I think Magnolia is going to come to play. You know, you're 24-1 and two on the year versus Frisco Wakeland 21-1 and four on the year. 
Uh, but Magnolia has also played a very, very good schedule, very strong schedule. So I think they'll be ready. And then you talked about, yeah, Grapevine and Bernie Champion. Yeah, I think <laughs> if there's a match that maybe is screaming uh, over time or possibly beyond, it might be that one. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, Bernie Champion, how does Bernie Champion respond after coming off of that, you know, that monumental win? I'm not going to really call it an upset because that was kind of the one that we thought might have if anyone could beat drip um it would be them yeah. uh, but, it, but it's still a huge win right a, a huge win so and it's their first time returning to to the state tournament since 2017 so i'm um, i'm sure coach carol walters will have them ready for sure so all right coach well hey that's going to do it for uh, today's again remember we're trying to make these a little shorter make them recaps look at the uh, the next day so we will uh, we'll be joining you tomorrow after that last match, and there there is a possibility that it might be uh, it might be coming a little late, um, just depending upon how tomorrow plays out. Because I'm I'm pretty sure we're destined to see some sort of overtime somewhere tomorrow. So dreams, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five matches on the day, so you know you already know things aren't going to go exactly to plan in terms of schedule. So. Um, so, yeah, after tomorrow's final, uh, that 5A boys semifinal match between Fort Worth, Trimble, Trimble Tech, and Frisco Wakeland, we will come to you. Probably, we'll try to shoot for within about 15 to 30 minutes of that match. We will uh, obviously put that out on, on social. Um, again, for, uh, for our listeners, our supporters, thank you for, for all you do. Thank you for, for your support. Get that word out there. Obviously, you can also you'll also be able to listen to this on uh, the audio version, the 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 podcast on all our major pl uh, platforms. Uh, go there, you know, like us, rate us, subscribe us. Hopefully, you know, uh, give us a rating if you like what you hear. Um, if you think we stink, you know, give us uh, give us good feedback, you know, as well. Uh, but definitely trying to make uh, trying trying to make the product better as well. So, uh, congratulations again to all all teams that won and advanced to state finals today. But also equally congratulations to our uh, our teams that came up on the short end today. We want to congratulate them on great seasons as well. So you got to remember this is a tournament of champions because every team. Every team playing here at the state tournament, they're all regional champions. So they had to go, they had to kind of walk the gauntlet just to arrive here. So, so kudos to all teams. Um, Coach, any final thoughts? Uh, just like I said, looking forward to tomorrow. See how the results turn out as far as the 5A, you know, semifinals and also the, the girls' final for 4A. Uh, will we have a new champion or will we have a re? Like I said, a repeat we'll find out we'll find out tomorrow and then um looking as far as the you know with the san antonio soccer roundtable like i said we'll have a i think usually we'll have a wednesday show but we'll have a recap show of the state tournament next week so we'll have that so anybody watching that will uh, we'll be on the next week and then also yeah looking forward for saturday's game <laughs> with el paso the copa tejas uh just be on the lookout we'll have i think we're gonna have a copa tejas i know, I know harry's working on something having the copa tejas show like a preview for that. So gotcha. it's been a look after that. Good deal. Yeah. So a reminder will be coming, will be coming to you approximately. We'll try to shoot for about no later than 30 minutes after tomorrow's final match. Uh, and then we will do the same, uh, obviously tomorrow being Thursday, Friday, and then um, Saturday, we will not, 
after the finals, the final matches, we will come to you uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday in the afternoon. Um, so we'll recap. We'll look at the 6A, <clears throat> excuse me. We'll look at the 5A and 6A finals. And then we'll also put a, put a bow tie on things and we'll look at the, uh, the end of season, we'll talk about a bunch of things, a bunch of particular aspects, components, particularly just, you know, the excitement of realignment and what our district, what districts are going to look like next year across the state. Uh, I know we'll, we'll look, we'll probably talk a little bit in terms of what districts, the excitement of what they're, what they're going to look like here in the, you know, in the San Antonio area, as well as the Austin area, particularly San Antonio, just because you have some big programs that are going, that are coming down from 6A to 5A. Um, so it's pretty, uh, and then you have some programs that are going from 5A to 6A. So uh, it's going to make for some great stuff uh, when everybody comes back next year. So, all right. So thank you again for our listeners or supporters. Thank you for, um, all you do thank you for listening thank you for your support get that word out there give us uh, give us ratings and we'll be coming back we will see you tomorrow but until the next time you know what to do keep downloading and keep listening you've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by college promoters usa help us continue to grow by liking rating and subscribing on all major podcast platforms and don't forget to follow us on twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod on instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep